Hey, Magic Makers. A few years ago, I was asked to go plant-based by my doctor. And I was, you know, after I picked myself up off the floor, I was absolutely clueless. I had no idea where to start. So I started collecting recipes because guess what? I don't do tofu. (laughs) And so what I've done is I've amassed a number of plant-based recipes. And if you're someone who has been trying to experiment with that meatless Monday and not exactly sure what to do, I have put together 58 plant-based recipes that are easy to follow and delicious. By the way, you don't have to go out searching for like eye of nude or anything like that. They are 58 foolproof recipes. And guess what? That's almost two months worth of recipes. So if you are trying to experiment with that plant-based life, make sure you grab these recipes to get started. It's definitely a crowd pleaser and something you can mix into your rotation. So be sure to grab the link in my bio and I will make sure that you are satisfied. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. And here is this week's iTunes review. It comes to you from Dub by V. She writes, I love the podcast. You speak your mind and you don't sugarcoat anything. I love your energy and your good spirit. Oh, that just fills my heart. You don't even understand how much I enjoy these reviews. So please, if you feel the need, please go to iTunes or wherever you watch, watch listen to this podcast, do me a favor and hit me up with a five-star review. I absolutely love them. They mean the world to me and I will read it on my podcast. So thank you so much, Dub by V. It does mean the world to me. All right, Magic Makers. Today, I wanted to talk about a concept of what worked in our 30s isn't going to work in our 40s. And I say this because I've had clients come to me and I've, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm a a coach that I've had clients that I've coached for a number of years. And they've said to me, well, you know, Kim, you know, five years ago, this is what I did. Or, you know, when we first started working together, you had me doing this. And I get it, right? Because it's like, we want to look at the past and use that as a reference for if it works in the past, it can work for me in the future. Agreed. However, we have to take into account what is going on in our life right now in this very moment. And the question I always always say is like, we have to assess what's going on, investigate, and then make modifications to make sure that it's going to be sustainable, right? You know, is it real, you know, working your reps? Is it realistic for you in your life right now? Are you excited about it? Can you make a plan? And is it ultimately sustainable? And so that's what the crux of this conversation is about today. You know, 
we always want to reach back into our old bag of tricks. Well, guess what? Our bodies are so smart. They're so smart. They know all the tricks. They're like, girl, I know exactly what you're doing and I'm giving it to you. And they're going to be like a stubborn toddler. They're going to sit in the middle of the floor and they are going to kick and scream and whine and moan until you're like, I'm mortified (laughs) that this is happening. So if you're done with that, right? I get it, you know, because in the past, I was the five five meals a day girl. I was the racing to make sure I got protein after I finished my workout. If my workout wasn't two hours, oh, why work out? You know, I was that person. But I don't know about you. I look at my life and I don't have that time. Okay, correction. I don't want to make that kind of time anymore, right? I don't want to make two hours, six days a week, to go to the gym. That's 12 hours in a week. I can do other things with that 12 hours if I was able to be more efficient with my workouts. And, you know, I don't know who, who made this up. Like some, you know, bro, uh, gym bro person out there said, if your workout isn't 90 minutes, two hours, that are you even working out? Is it even effective? Show me some science. Show me some science. I want to see the research of a 30-minute workout compared to a 60-minute workout compared to a 90-minute workout compared to a two-hour workout. Show me the science, okay? All right. Off my soapbox. <laughs> Off my soapbox. So in order for us to move into this new life, we have to take a look. Like, what what is going what was going on in our old life that allowed us to be able to do that and then as we move into this new life it's like we want to move away from the overwhelm right when i see people trying to you know put on this you know this old life suit the overwhelm is ridiculous because they're like uh ooh, ooh. like you're trying to play this crazy game of jenga especially you know maybe 10 years ago you weren't a mom you weren't carting your kids all over the place. Maybe you didn't have as much responsibility at work. Maybe you're dealing with aging parents. Maybe, you know, COVID has thrown a monkey into your your life. I don't know. But we have to look at like what is truly going on in our life so that we can eliminate this overwhelm of always trying to, this is what I got to do. This is where I got to be. I got it. I got it. No, that sucks. So how we eliminate this overwhelm is we start by breaking down your day. Like, let's start with a time audit. You know, uh, recently I've been looking at, you know, I'm always looking at ways to improve my time. And, you know, where are the kind of like the black holes of time? And I've been doing a time audit. And it's literally like every 15 minutes, what the heck am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? So that I'm able to go back and be like, dang, I only thought that took me 30, 30 minutes. This podcast, for example. I knew if I was going to be successful with this podcast, I had to have someone help me. I give a shout out to the two people who helped me. Liana, she is the person who like, I just talk in the mic. Once I talk in the mic, Liana helps clean things up, make things pretty so that when I send it out and it tells you what the heck this, this episode is about, she does that. Then I also have a podcast producer. I just send them the audio and Francesca, God love you, puts it all together, whoop, 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 sends me an email. It's put together, uploaded and ready to rumble, Kim. That's what I need, right? That eliminates the overwhelm because when you're overwhelmed, that's when you procrastinate, 
And I knew that I had to have this system put in place. If not, you would not get a podcast every, every Wednesday. It wouldn't happen because I know me, right? I know that it wouldn't take me, you know, I don't know how long it takes Francesca, but in my mind, it takes her 15 minutes compared to something that would take me maybe an hour to get uh, to get done. So we really have to start to think about how are we using our time and what are the time sucks that, um, and could it be outsourced? Uh, could it be done in a different way? Is there a different system, a different approach to get it done? Keep that running to-do list. And so, you know, one of my, my clients, she's always running out of time and, but she carries around this like steno pad filled to the brim with all the things she wants to do. If I were to like flip through my steno pad every day and seeing all the unfinished things, my brain would be like, boop, boop, boop. So I was like, so she's like, well, what do you think I should do? And I was like, scroll through that list. And at least like, you know, on Sunday, sit down and say, what is possible to be accomplished this week? Right. Is there anything on that list that you have there that's like on fire? Then Every day say, okay, on Monday, these are my three things. And that was such a revolution for me because I would create that, keep that running list. And I would be like, it would just felt like I was just like running uphill and like, and it was like a treadmill. I was like running uphill. And like, just as I would get to the, the top, I would have to like, I would fall back down. So the best advice I ever got was like, pick three objectives every single day. Like, and, but they have to be like, like not small, but like, I can't say to myself, I'm going to paint my whole house in one day. That's not possible unless I live in one of those tiny houses. I do not. But it's like, so if it is paint my house, it's like paint the front of my house. Great. That's accomplished in one day. Um, wash my car, right? I'll, you know, what are the simple things? And so today on my to-do list is, you know, write and record this podcast that it's happening right now. Then the second thing on my to-do list is to record the intros for a podcast that's happening next week. And then my last thing on my list is I need to write an email to my list, right? Those are my three things. Boom. And I know I can get all three of, the, all three of those things done based on how much time I have in my day. So I really want you to start to become like a time czar and feel like, Kim, I have no idea what's happening. I'll tell you that time audit is off the charts. So if you are looking to figure out what the heck is a time audit, what am I talking about? Hit me up, my friends. Oh, you could always shoot me a DM and say, Kim, I need a time audit just to jog my memory. <laughs> I need a time audit. You can hit me up on the DMs. You can find me on Facebook, Kim Jefferson Coach, uh, both on Instagram as well as on Facebook. All right. So break it into three things and then create a manageable schedule, right? So many of us kind of create these like Boom, 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 go from this to this, 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 blah. it's too much. We need to be able to give ourselves wiggle room because things inevitably run over, right? So it's like on days that I teach, I give myself a hard stop two o'clock. I do not accept appointment after two o'clock because I know I have to leave my house at 3.30 and that gives me 90 minutes to scoop up anything that left is, is left over so that I can walk out of my house and go to my class and be like, not have anything weighing on my head. And 80% of the time that works out, but it's like two o'clock is my hard stop for doing anything. And then from two to three 30, it is like, okay, let's just clean up anything, any loose ends, anything that, that, that has popped up during the day. And the last piece of this is to kind of break up that overwhelm. You got to learn to start saying no, 
you got to learn to start saying no. And it's funny. My husband, he's like, Kim, your favorite word is no. You bet your sweet bottom. My best way is no. A case in point. Yesterday, um, we went for a walk. And he's like, was, you know, talking about all the things he was trying to get done around the house. And he said, well, I really want to create this hatch. Um, for, we have a, a loft in our garage. And he's like, I really want to create this hatch, but I need 10 minutes of your time to help me with the hatch. And I was like, is that happening today? And he's like, well, I'm like, no, it's not happening today. I go, you told me your to-do list. I told you I had a lot of stuff on my, my plate and it wasn't that. And so, you know, I'm not going to have your emergency constitute an emergency on my part. And so being okay with saying no, being okay to say, you know what, that is going to derail my progress. And I have other things to do. I'm not saying no forever. I'm just, I'm saying that it ain't going to be on this day. And so if you really want that hatch done, let me know ahead of time, because I've already mapped out how I was spending my Sunday. So it's okay to say, it's okay to say no. Um, the best way I've ever described it, I went to a conference oh, several years ago and Lisa Nichols, she said, no is a complete sentence, right? I don't have to justify my no to you. If I don't want to bake cookies for the dang bake sale, guess what? I don't got to bake cookies for the bake sale. I don't have to tell you anything. I just say, thanks for the offer, but no, boom walk out, peace. All right. So no is a complete sentence. The second part of making this transformation into our forties is that stop being a seeker. All right. I see it all the time. We're always peeking around the corner, trying to see if there's a better diet, a better workout, a better, whatever it is and review what you're doing, right? What is working? What's not working? Because if I don't know what my challenge is, how will I know that the thing around the corner or the thing behind me, it's what's going to solve my problem? Great, I know you're like, well, I just wanna lose the weight. However, weight loss comes with a lot of different steps. You know, so what are the steps that are, you know, tripping you up? How are you tripping over your own two feet trying to get stuff, stiff, get stuff done? Because ultimately every diet out there is gonna tell you this. Exercise more, eat less. But what are, are you exercising? Right? Do you even know? Do you are you the exercises that they're asking you to do? Do you like them? The food that they're asking you to eat, do you like them? Does it require a lot of meal prep? Does it a lot of a lot of ugh, blah 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 blah? I can speak. Does it require a lot of like gymnastics to create the food? Can your family eat the same foods, right? Because, you know, the biggest thing that I always tell people, you know, when I was at the height of my um, competition career, they're like, well, what does your husband eat? He's the same damn thing. <laughs> I am not a, one, I'm not Julia Child, nor ask, no aspiration to be Julia Child. I do not double cook anything. I subscribe, I think it's like, you know, in my household, my mom's like, what's on the table is what you eat. If you don't eat it, you starve. So that's how it works in my house too. And, you know, there was nothing crazy different other than the portion sizes that I was eating. My husband pretty much ate what I ate. Um, and so we're trying to, as we kind of find, as we do our assessments here, as we start to look at, we're trying to find our Goldilocks zone, right? So that we don't feel like, uh, this is too much. This is too hard. I have to give up. I need to take a break. Or we're over here being like, I'm trying to find the place that I'm on point where it's like, we have to do um, the best way to describe it, experiments. We have to experiment with 
you know, where that like, you know, there's never going to be balance. All right. I'm, I'm just going to break it out. It's never going to be balanced, but it doesn't have to be this big dichotomy of like this big giant high and this big giant low. It can have this kind of like, you know, if you get on a seesaw with someone who is, you know, within a few pounds of you that, you know, the seesaw isn't going to make these big moves. It's going to be a nice, pleasant, um, a nice, pleasant ride, because we also, as we look at the things that we're doing, especially when it comes to weight loss, right, we don't want to turn into this metabolic boomerang, right? That if I push really hard on my exercise, my cravings are going to come back, my hunger is going to come back, and then I'm like, it defeats the purpose of the exercise. So where I'm trying to find is that I'm trying to figure out a food, a food cadence that makes me not starving, um, but that it isn't too much. It isn't too little. Same thing with the exercise, right? So we always want to make sure that our hunger, our energy, and our cravings are always in check, right? One of my mentors calls it, your heck is in check, right? So we can always make modifications to our food, right? So it's like, but I have to, I have to step back and I have to assess and I have to understand where I am versus always like feeling like I have to be moving forward. If I'm not if I'm not understanding where I am and taking a, 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 a snapshot, how do I know if it's working or not? And I, so many people get caught up in the, the doing that they don't, they don't take a break and they take a, a, a snapshot. Where are we? You know, think about like, um, like you go to the doctor, right? And you, they might be putting you on a regimen and then they, they're like, all right, we need to take blood tests. How is this doing? Right. When I first um, first started working with my medical doctor to help me like balance out my hormones, she's like, OK, where the hell are you? <laughs> Before she did anything, she's like, I need to take a snapshot of where you are so that in every 90 days from the for the first two years that I worked with her, we did blood work just to see if the things that she was tweaking was I getting a response? So that's where you also have to do is that, you know, take an assessment. Where are you, right? You have to understand where you are. And to do that, we have to make one change at a time. And I know for many people, especially, you know, I want to say I can help you lose that stubborn weight, right? I'm saying it. I'm putting it out there, stake in the ground. I can help you lose some weight. However, listen up. We're only going to change one thing at a time. Right. It, it's not me handing you a plan and saying, do this and you're set for life. It's like, OK, let me take a look. I'm based on my past clients tells me that you've been dieting for 10 plus years. You've done extremes. You've done extremely low calories. You've done extremely um large amounts of workouts, your sleep is crap. You are a stress ball. So it that tells me. So it's like I'm going to know that about you after we have our conversation, I'm going to be like, okay, this week, I'm going to ask you three things. And you're going to say, this is the one I feel like I can work on. Because if I, I'm going to tell you the three things, and then you'd be like, well, I can do them all. Well, no, you can't. Right. Because I want you to be so laser focused in on figuring out the process. Right. So it's like, if you're not sleeping, I'm going to be like, okay, I want you to set a bedtime. What's the bedtime? Now, I mean, I'm not going to text you at like 10 p.m. and be like, girl, are you in bed? <laughs> but I just want you to be like, set a bedtime. And know that that's the important thing this week is that we're going to set a bedtime versus feeling overwhelmed. Like, oh, I have to set a bedtime. Then I have to cook this. Then I have to do this. Then, then, then. No. Bedtime. Pick a freaking bedtime and achieve it. Achieve it 80% of the time that week. 
And if you don't achieve it, let's figure out what's going on. Was it something that you just weren't ready to commit to? So then we have to figure out something else, right? Because the big thing is that what are you willing to commit to? Because everyone wants to change, but you have to be one, willing to change, and you have to be able to change. And so knowing that what it is, what you're willing and able to do right now might be different than 30 days ago, 30, 60 days from now. But at this point in the time, what are you willing to, to be able to do? Which leads into being 1% better. Okay. And I know for a lot of people, this is, you know, these next, these, the last thing I said, the, you know, make one change at a time and being 1% better. You are just like, oh, good God. That is just hard. It is. <laughs> it is hard. It's making continuous improvements, right? Small daily actions. And the best way I describe it, and I'm sure, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say this um, this analogy before. Actually, I have, I have two good analogies here for you today. The first one is a snowstorm, right? I live here in Boston. And when we have a snowstorm, it is not coming down an inch a second. It might feel like it at times, you know, especially with the wind blowing and so forth, but it's coming down inch by inch by inch. 30 inches does not fall in 30 minutes. 30 inches might fall over the course of 24 hours, right? So it's like you look outside and it's like pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up. And eventually you get this 30 inch blizzard, if you will, right? That's that's weight loss, right? It is one, like one inch at a time. Second thing is that um, James Clear, he talks about this, that you watch, um, and actually I'm going to write myself a note to put the, a video in um, in the show notes so that you can see what I'm talking about. So James Clear talks about an ice cube, right? We've all seen ice cube square, any other random uh, shapes that an ice cube can come in. At 32 degrees, frozen solid, right? Boop, frozen solid. I turned the temperature to 32 degrees. I might not, I'm sorry, 33 degrees. I might not see anything change. I turn up to 34, same thing. Maybe 35, I start to see like a little like shininess on the cube. I turn it up to 40, I might see a drop. I turn it up to 60, I might see a few drops. I might see a puddle around it. But it's these small changes that happen over time until like, you know, I, I, put it all the way up to, you know, room temperature and I might start to see the cube melt. But again, it is a degree by degree by degree change. In the video that I'll put for you um, uh, in the show notes here is um, the same thing, right? Um, Water boils at 212 degrees, if I'm wrong about that, the degree, but the story will still work. Say water boils at 212 degrees. I am not a scientist. Last science experiment I did was in high school. So water boils at 212 degrees. At 210, it's hot water. 212 is boiling water. So just that two degrees makes the difference, right? So this is what I'm trying to drive home to you. Just these small, 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 small little changes. Ah, sweet Georgia Brown. It can do a lot. Um, and I'll leave you with this last one. I always use Everest. I've watched every Everest movie. I have no desire to ever climb that mountain. I don't like gold. But we try to climb Everest in one day. It takes two months, right? They show up, you know, and there's like a, the small window of time that you can climb Everest where it's habitable. Yeah, I think that's the word, habitable, right? So, you know, you show up, 
And it takes you two months to ascend, hopefully, to the top of Everest. So that's where I want you to start to think about, which leads me into, we got to stick with the fundamentals, right? They And the fundamentals are boring. Right. I remember um, when I first started to like market my business and um, Instagram stories came out and I was like, uh, hmm. I, I'm like, I didn't like Instagram stories, like, you know, document your day. And I was like, my day is boring. And then like, it's like, it's boring to you because it's what you do. But for someone who's struggling to stay consistent, you're showing consistency. Right. And so for me, my consistency is, you know, most mornings I wake up at 645 and I'm downstairs in my basement working out. Then I have breakfast, then I do some work, then I have a big ass salad for lunch, then I do some more work. I might go teach a class depending on the day of it is. And by 6 30, 7 o'clock, I'm making dinner and I'm in bed by 9 45, 10 o'clock. That's my day. Boring AF. However, it's consistent, right? It hits what I call my non negotiables. And I always challenge my clients to come up with these non-negotiables, come up with the three things that you are going to do day in and day out towards your health. Things that you, that are so easy for you that you're not going to blow off. Like I work out at least three days a week. Mostly it's about five days a week, but my bare minimum three days a week. Every day I have a big ass salad for lunch. Every night I sleep at least seven hours. Boom, that's done. I have been doing that almost for like seven years. And so this year I challenged myself to change my non-negotiables because I've been doing it for so long. And so now it's like, I read 10 pages a day. Now the another thing, I read 10 pages a day. Now I'm focusing on getting anywhere from 400 to 800 grams of vegetables, fruits and vegetables every single day. That's, that, that, I've added on, but it took me a couple of years to like, you know, bump it to some walls and get, consistent with it. So challenge yourself. What are the three things that you can do? And you have to be specific. It can't be like, I'm going to do self-care. I'm going to work out. No. What is it specifically that you could go out on the street and tell someone I'm going to sleep seven hours a day. I'm going to have a big ass salad every single day for lunch. And I'm going to work out three days. They're like, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So it can't be like, what's in my mind? No, no, no. It has to be like verbally articulated what it is that you're going to do. Um, because this is what I know. And this is what started the Fit Girl Magic for me was that it was great habits equal great routines, right? And that routine leads to consistency and that consistency leads to results. And everyone's looking for results. And that's the formula. Find your habits. Those three things are the gateway to habits. All right. And so here's where we look at like, what's working? What are you doing right now that's working? Let's build on that right? Because habits need a trigger, right? A trigger. Uh, I wanted to drink more water. I drink coffee all the darn time. Coffee was my trigger. The first cup of coffee I have in the morning, in order to have a second cup of coffee, I drink a glass of water. Every time I have coffee, I have to follow it by water. That's my trigger, right? So if you're already doing something, how do we add the trigger? How do we add the trigger to it? So maybe you're already working out and maybe your gym has a sauna making this up. So you're going to go to the gym, you'll work out. And afterwards, you're going to do some restorative relaxation and you're going to spend 15 minutes in the, in the sauna. Great. Right. The workout is a trigger to get to the sauna. Um, 
And so that, you know, we want to do more that's working. If my non-negotiables are working, great. What other non-negotiables can I add on? And I challenge you, do your non-negotiables 30, 60, 90 days so that you are in a groove before you add on. Not like I did it yesterday. So what else can I do? No. Um, You know, is making your lunch at night so that you can just grab your stuff and walk out the door going to keep you from always being like, oh, I forgot my lunch, right? What are you that person who, if I work out in the morning, it one sets the tone for the day, but then I also know that I'm less likely to blow it off. You know, if I have a bad day or the boss says, get this done by 5 PM. Right. Um, look at your past, like learn, like learn, like how were you, where were you at your, your best? And, and, and when you do that, I want you to say, okay, does my life reflect where I was best in my past? Because I can say like, oh, at 30, I was going to the gym six days a week. I was doing this, I was doing that. But I'm like, could you? Could you do what you did in your 30s now with your life, right? You know, um, one of my clients is called Sharon. She, you know, she, like she started working with me and she was, she was 30. She had one kid. Now she's got two kids, one special needs. And I was like, do you really think you can go back to what you were doing when we first started working together? I'm like, uh, I'm like you already tell me that your special, your special needs kid doesn't really sleep well through the night. So you're, and you're always exhausted. So how are you going to go back to your old pace if you're always exhausted, right? We have to find the new Sharon, find the new pace that's going to work for you and be okay with it, right? And I, I've done a podcast on this. It's like, we have to pick a pace and make peace make peace with it because we're, you know, if we sprinted in the past, maybe we're a jogger now, (laughs) maybe we're a power walker now. That's okay. We just have to be like, you know what, as long as I'm moving towards my goals, I'm going to put the speed on the shelf. As long as I am taking forward, um, forward progress. And if you're like, I don't really know how to find a pace. I don't really understand how to get this all together. That's what a good coach does. A good coach helps you see your blind spots. A good coach can see the trees for the forest because sometimes we're too close and like a tree is like right up in our face. And you're like, I can't tell you if this is a birch tree or maple tree where a coach would be like, take two steps to the left and we will get through this. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I do is that you have to, you have to fall in love with systems. You have to have a system. And my first system is the non-negotiables because when we, you know, when people tell me that I'm off track, I need to get on point. My question is, what is your, where are your, what are the points (laughs) that you're trying to get on track to where, how did you derail? Because if I have a system, I can look back and I can see Ooh, this is where I derailed. Ugh, this is what happened to me. And so then I can start creating uh, what's called if then programming, right? You know, if this happens, then I will take this action so that I'm already pre programmed into having a plan B. That it's not this, ah, I blew it. So see you on Monday or see you next month or see you in the fall, whatever your, you know, push off is. It helps to have a system. I want you to think about systems as like GPS, right? You know, if you have a GPS system, it'll always say, you know, pre-program in your home address, pre-program in your work address, right? So that you can just hop in and be like, boop, boop. That's what the non-negotiables are. It's that pre-programmed GPS, all right? So this one is going to be a little controversy, but you know, I ain't afraid of controversy. Um, stop chasing motivation. 
right? I, I see it all the time. I'm not motivated. Um, you're never going to be motivated. It's not going to ring your doorbell and be like, hey, girl, get in the car. All right. So let's just start with the definition of motivation. Motivation is the general willingness to do something. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's a, it is a feeling like this, but like, like the willingness to do something like, you know, do you willingly want to clean your toilet? No, but you do it. (laughs) So Steve Pressfield, he wrote the book war of art. And he said, the path, this is motivation. This is what the way he described it, I think is spot on. It's the path of not doing, the path of not doing it's greater than the pain of doing it, right? So you need to feel that the pain of me not working out, the pain of me not exercising, the pain of me not eating healthy is greater than the pain of not doing it, right? So, you know, I have clients who've had, you know, healthcare uh, doctors say, you know, you need to get this together or, you know, you're, we're going to increase the dosage of whatever medication you're on, or if you want to decrease the dosage or get off whatever the medication is, these are the steps you have to take. So for some people, that's motivation, right? I know that, you know, my husband, you know, about a month before his next physical, he's like cleaning it up and getting stuff done. Same thing, people go on vacation, people go on um, family reunions, uh, weddings, you know, we're all like blinders on, getting stuff done when it comes to that. So we have to start thinking about what are those kind of motivational pieces um, in in your life? Um, because motiv- action precedes motivation, right? When I'm when I take the action, motivation's like, oh yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Good, good, good. And the more that motivation button gets pushed, the more we want to do it, right? So that it's it's us figuring out the pain of not doing it. So I always ask people is that we need to get clear about where it is that we want to go, right? When I'm clear about where I want to go, then I can get connected. And that connection is your why, it's your vision. So that if you're like, I want to, I just want to lose the weight. Girl, you don't want to just lose the weight. There's something, there's a vision. Is it that you want to look in the mirror and not be like, I'm fat? Do you want to be attractive to your partner? Do you want to be attractive to some attracting a partner? Do you want to walk in your closet and not cringe because you don't fit into anything? There is a reason why you want to lose the weight. So if you like, name that reason, put a name on it, then we can connect to it because then you can ask yourself better questions. You could be like, you know what, if I'm sitting here eating Haagen-Dazs, is that going to get me to where I want to go? If I'm, if I've haven't gone to the gym three days this week, is this going to get me to where I want to go? Right. You know, as I always say, my boyfriend, Tony Robbins always says, if I ask myself better questions, I get better answers. So when I'm connected to my vision, I'm going to ask myself better questions, right? I'm not going to just wallow in my like own, like, woe is me, um, poop. So here's where I always say, like, to kind of help you with that motivation, automate a lot of decisions, right? I talked about the, the non-negotiables. That's automated thinking. I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat for lunch. Boom. That's what I do. I pre-cook my chicken on Mondays. Boom. I know this is what I, like chicken's cooked, ready to go. All I have to do is pull the chicken out of the refrigerator and make my salad every single day. And I'm eating within 15 minutes. That is an automated thing. Picking out my clothes the night before I go to, I work out, 
everything's picked out down to my underwear. So all I have to do is wake up in the morning and put my clothes on. My workout's already pre, pre-written out on my whiteboard. This is what I'm doing today. So it's like, I don't have to think, you know, I'm on autopilot. I wake up and I get dressed. I have my cup of coffee. I'm down in the basement, foam rolling, ready to rumble, right? Schedule it, schedule it, put, put it in your calendar, right? 9 a.m. is I cook chicken. It's blocked out in my calendar. So you can't even book an appointment with me at 9 a.m. on Mondays because I am cooking chicken. That's what I'm doing. Then my workouts. I don't, I don't accept meetings before 10 a.m. because I'm working out. All right. That's, that's, that's Kim time. It's precious, right? You know, there's a person out there. um, I can't remember who described it, but it's called tiger time. That's my tiger time, right? That is, that's what makes me happy. That's what makes me able to come and chat with you about these on podcasts. That's what makes me able to be like excited and to show up for my clients day in and day out. And here's where I want to I want to leave uh, this big part. I want you to take this home, like, dra- like drag it across the finish line here. Be okay with being imperfect. Now I know many people don't identify as perfectionists until it's brought to their attention. I'm bringing it to your attention right now. Um, you get caught up in how things should look. My workout should look like this. My plate, my plate should look like this. My day should look like this. I should be able to accomplish this. I should be able to accomplish that. Who says, right? Who is the judge? Unless you are on some assembly line and you need to get through however many widgets a day, right? You know, if you do have that type of job and your boss gives you kind of like the pace, like make sure you complete these 10 things by the end of the day, Great. That's then you have a pace set. But for many of us, we create this pace that's so above our head that you can't see it, that it's unbelievable, it's unrealistic. And if someone else gave it to you, you would be like, oh, they're so mean. They're so horrible. I can't believe it. Right. We have to decide that good enough is good enough. And the best way I heard this is I'm going to give you two examples. I heard of this. Go for the B minus, right? So many of you listening to me were A plus plus people. I am. And I drove myself cray cray. I like drove myself. I was a workaholic. I was a, you know, A plus plusaholic. I needed the gold star and the pat on the back. And it was burning me right the heck out. So the best thing I heard was go for the B minus, right? It's still above average, but it's not me killing myself. It's still getting things done. People are still going to be excited about it but it's not going to drive me to drink. And if you are burnt out, this is why you need to go for the B minus, right? The other thing was that's really been beneficial for me is good, better, best, right? I was always going for best. Like, what is the best? I want to go there. Well, I'm going to say, this is what best is. This is what better is. And this is what good. And that way it helps me to break out of that cycle of like, more, 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 more. And that's where I came up with my workouts. Like three days a week is my bare minimum. Better week is four. My best week is five, right? Most days, most weeks I can hit five, most weeks. But however, right? You know, there's times I get sick. 
There's times that I might be subbing for somebody. There might be times that I'm in, you know, launch mode and I'm just trying to get all the pieces together to sell my products to clients, right? So I have to be in that. I have to give myself flexibility. Same thing for you. Kids get sick, work gets busy, just life comes at you. And here's where, you know, that good, better, best is really, really helpful. So the big thing is have this ultimate vision, where it is that you want to go, connect to that, because then all everything I just talked about is going to come to come to pieces. So let me recap. So, like, so when I have this vision, then I can really look at my time and be like, how much time do I want to devote to this, right? Looking at what my life is right now versus what it was when I was freaking 30, shiny objects, right? We got to stop chasing the shiny object and truly assess where it is we are right now in this moment and where it is that we're trying to go. Um, 1% better, right? What are the, just like, you know, the little things we could do? Boring is consistency, right? You know, there's not, there's not always going to be a, uh, a marching band throwing confetti at you. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way all the time. Um, motivation is, is action, right? So it's like, you know, I'm going to repeat that. Um, let's see, Pressfield uh, quote. And it's the path of not doing something is greater than the path of not doing it. Oh, I'm sorry, the pain of doing it is uh, greater than the pain of not doing it. Um, and then vision, have that vision. Where is it that you want to go? Where do you see yourself? And I would love to know how this is landing with you. Do me a favor, take a screenshot of it and shoot me um, shoot me a DM and say, this is, you know, this is how I'm feeling with this, all right? So that's all I got for you today, ladies. Enjoy the rest of your day and make it a good one. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.